Get a new Havel from Country Autos Havel and enjoy that new car smell, which sadly JB's rusted 1991 Daihatsu Charade lost a long, 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 long time ago. Thanks to Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Find out what's going on locally, nationally and internationally. The McDonald's Coffee Break. 7.46. How about this? The battle of the warning labels. This one's going to rage on a little later on today. The state and territory ministers, along with their New Zealand counterparts, will meet today to decide whether to adopt a proposal to increase the size and mandate the colouring of alcohol warning labels. After months of heated debate between doctors and brewers, winemakers and distillers, the label was produced by experts to address the ineffectiveness of the alcohol industry's current labels, which are considered too small, too confusing and not perceived as a warning. I have to admit, the current, you know, don't drink while pregnant labels and all that on the bottles, they're kind of stuck around on the barcode near that and they're tiny and unless you're looking out for it, they're not really... You don't really spot them, do you, compared to the big obnoxious labels on the cigarette packets with, you know, the gangrenous eye or something like that looking at you. I mean, that works. Well, I hope it does. Anyway, it certainly works for me. The alcohol labels, not so much. The new labels, anyway, they would feature more prominently on alcohol packaging and include an image of a pregnant woman set on a white background with black and red lettering, warning of the dangers to children of... Uh, or uh, the dangers to alcohol uh, while expecting a baby. The FSANS research shows that colours and texts are critical to the warning being seen and understood. And because most people do not search for warnings, they must be presented in a way that is likely to attract attention in order to be effective. Alcohol products in Australia are not currently legally required to carry a health warning about the risks they can cause to unborn babies during pregnancy, including stillbirth, miscarriage, low birth weight, and also fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Medical expert and former Australian of the Year, Professor Fiona Stanley, is urging the ministers to adopt the proposal put forward by the Food Standards Australia in New Zealand. That is the FSANZ. However, winemakers are concerned about the proposal with concerns. Smaller family-owned and operated producers will shoulder a disproportionate burden if the colour scheme is adopted. Tony Battagini, the chief executive of Australian Grape and Wine, said it does affect them more because it's a bigger cost per bottle and they have more difficulty selling their product and the margins issues make it problematic for them. He said, we're not opposing mandatory labelling and we support all these initiatives to try and reduce the incidence of alcohol and drinking and alcohol-related diseases for pregnancy. We just want to get the proportion right in the response. The the concerns there were also shared shared by the nation's brewers who are lobbying for a compromise. They're basically saying in one of the statements there that the cost of printing these labels is going to be too dear because of the cost of ink with black red and white. I mean, you honestly can't be serious. You're already printing the label. You're already having that wrapping around the bottle. Surely as part of the artwork, because you're printing it already, you just stick the warning label as part of the artwork and integrate it into it and you print it out. I don't see how cost of ink can be bought into this argument. Anyway, we'll see how this plays out a little later on, but it might not be too far away before we see these logos uh, in red, white and uh, black 
printed on our alcohol bottles and that becoming a way of life. That is our McDonald's McCafe Coffee Break. Imagine smooth, delicious, Bristol-made McCafe coffee made for you free for a whole year. Head into your local McCafe, purchase any coffee, and you'll go on the running to win free coffee every day for a whole year. Fantastic. Just grab a McCafe drink and drive through today and you could be your local McCafe winner. And there are a winner for all three Maccas throughout our region, south on Gunningadoo Road, east on Mary Street and west on Bridge Street. But be quick because this does end on the 23rd of July, which is next Thursday. So be quick. All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss, JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. For Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. 92.9. And today is Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. And to tell us more about it from the Pajama Foundation, it is Georgia. How are you? Thank you so much for being available to have a chat with us this morning. No worries. Thanks for having us. No, not a drama at all. So it is National Wear Your PJs to Work Day today. This one's been going on for a couple of years now, yeah? It has, yeah. So our foundation, the Pajama Foundation, started back 15 years ago and our national day has been running for about 10 years. So, yeah, yeah, it's become quite a bit of an icon. (laughs) You know, working for the Pajama Foundation, you don't wear your pyjamas to work every day. Well, not quite every day, but we do get to wear them more than usual and especially working from home in the last few months, it's been quite the um, daily attire, yes. but yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that's been for a lot of us in the last few months. Tell us about the yeah. amazing work that the Pajama Foundation do. Yeah, definitely. So the Pajama Foundation helps children in foster care by providing them with a learning mentor. So we recruit and train um, committed volunteers from the community um, to go into the home with a foster child and just help them build their confidence, help them with learning, um, just be that special person in their lives to help um, help them navigate the world. So, yeah, it's a really special thing we do. Excellent. And the money raised from these uh, Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day go towards, uh, obviously, enhancing this program and getting more and more people involved in this. Yeah, definitely. So every pajama angel that we bring on board costs us around five hundred dollars. That's um, so we train them um, the whole um, the whole process to get them on board. So the onboarding process with their reference checks and everything like that comes in at about five hundred dollars yep. a pajama angel. So every dollar raised through this day is going directly back to that to help us do um, heaps more of the good work that we have already been doing. Yeah, look, if people don't want to partake in uh, where a uh, your pajamas to work day today or they're unable to uh people can of course help you guys out of the pajama foundation in other ways yeah definitely well our day even though today is our dedicated day we do keep sending out our host kits all the way through until september yep. so if somebody wants to have a day at a later day they're very welcome to do that they yep. just jump onto nationalpajamaday.com and register Otherwise, um, on our main website, thepajamafoundation.com, they can find out a heap more information about um, helping us generally um, throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. And if people um, obviously want to become one of those pajama angels, they're able to contact you guys to jump on board that? Yeah, so just um, on thepajamafoundation.com, you'll find a tab that says volunteer with us. And um, if you fill out an application form, somebody in the team will get back to you and Yeah, we'd love to have um, many more pyjama angels on board. Excellent stuff. 
National Wear Your Pyjamas to Work Day today. It is the dedicated day today, but as George has just said, it does run through until September. You get all the details on the website. What's that link again? nationalpajamaday.com. Yeah, fantastic. Get on there. And look, if you're heading to work now and you're in your suit and tie, look, that's boring. Chuck a U-turn, head home, put your pyjamas on uh, and uh, rock back up to work and, of course, help these guys out and get all the details through the website that George just mentioned or the pajamafoundation.com to find out more about the charity in general. Georgia, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning about this. No worries. Thanks for having us. Not a drama at all. 8.26. We've got the latest regional news with Tony on the way next, and then we'll get into the stress test as well. Make it a... You can have style and quality with Country Auto Tavel, or have the complete opposite with JB. JB for breakfast for Country Auto Tavel. It's new car thinking, 92.9. Here's what people are chatting about on the 92.9 Facebook page. 7.24. So what famous people did you go to school with? What famous... Is it alumni? Alumni. Alumni, is it? Yes. Alumni. I've been saying that word wrong all my life. That's how Americans say it. Like, you know when you say aluminium? Yeah. They say yeah. aluminium. Yeah. Yeah. Alumni. Mm-hmm. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, some interesting ones on our Facebook page, of course... Uh, from Gunnedah, a lot of Miranda Kerrs that people went to school with, so that's yeah, fair enough and understandable. Uh, we got someone here's got quite a list. Andrew Willard. He went to school with Flume, James Matheson, Andrew Roachford, Matthew White. So they're all TV personalities. Yeah, so he wow. like, went to TV school or something. And then uh, Lucas Neal from the Socceroos, Matt Shervington. Jason King, the Sea Eagles captain, and Jack Ellsgood from the Sea Eagles as well. Must be a Perthia. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Um, I love the one on there. Um, one of our listeners said that they used to go to school with Patty Mills and he copied her mass work. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was from Angie. Thank you very much for that. Uh, you went to school with the famous band. I did. So I guess it's kind of like a bit of a free kick. I went to a performing arts high school. So yeah. there were a lot of like talented people. There are some, some um, people that are now like quite well known in Australian TV, like Michelle Lim Davidson, yeah. um, Ryan Nicholson. He's a really well known comedian. Um, but yeah, the year above me was Short Stack. Short Stack, yeah, right. Remember that band? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember them. Yeah, they they would have been the ones at the school that probably have the most in their hair and the most uh, eyeliner. Yeah, I, I imagine. Mean, back in the two thousands yeah. at a performing arts school, there was a lot of hairspray and a lot yep. of eyeliner going around everywhere. But yeah. they definitely had their fair share for like dudes. Yeah, yeah. I think like when I look at their video clips, like now it's definitely like heightened from yep. what they had at school. Yeah. But the hair was pretty similar. Like, they were very well known for their hair. Yeah, right. There we go. I went to school. Uh, the famous alumni from my school <laughs> um, was, um, I can't remember which one he is, but one of the one of the members of Roy and HG, the comedian duo that did the dream and, and all yep. the stuff with the Olympics and the state of origin and all that. I think it was HG... He, uh, he came from my school. The weird thing is my school's Wikipedia page, this is why you can't trust Wikipedia, he's not on there, but he certainly is because in How our rude. reception he's on sort of the, the Hall of Fame list. So you know thing. that he went there? Yeah, yeah. Because you weren't there with him? No, no, no. This was probably in the <laughs> 70s, I reckon. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's the, the famous alumni from, uh, 
from my school uh, and also Rachel Learcar from The Voice. Uh, She was the one that uh, that was blind, that was on The Voice a couple of years ago. She was from there as well. Incredible. Famous alumni, famous people you went to school with that may have, like Patty Mills, copied your maths homework. Love to hear from you this morning, 676-2299 or through our Facebook page as well. The re- uh, the regional news with uh, Tony Ambrighetti, who I imagine short stack now say I went to school with the uh, the newsreader from 92.9 <laughs> in Tamworth. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. She's Country up next. Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Tamworth. To test drive the whole Havel range. JV for breakfast on 92.9. Time to get slightly snobby with letters from Tamworth. All right, time to find out what's going on in our, in our sister city of Tamworth, Staffordshire, our namesake. This is letters from Tamworth. Let's see what's in it today. <clears throat> oh, okay. This is interesting. Uh, the Tamworth train station is getting renovated, but people are up in arms about this, Tony, because... They're going to have no elevator or lift there for the next four months. That's not very good for um, no, it's horrible access, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's horrible. Apparently they're doing some renovation and improvement works. However, the lift is going to be out of action for the next four months. The MP stepped in and he said, why is it taking four months to fix the lifts? You know what I mean? And what provisions are they going to put in place for people who use it and need the access? So now he's from um, South London. <laughs> <laughs> the MP's from South London. <laughs> I think it was born there. He moved to Tamworth at a young age and hasn't got rid of the accent yet. Um, the network rail spokesperson has come out and said, we're very sorry to passengers impacted by our essential work to modernise the station's lifts and make them more reliable and fit for the future. Because the work is complex and taking place while platforms stay open, it's much faster and safer for us to work on all three lifts at once than closing each one by one, which would cause more disruption for passengers over a longer period. We are advising passengers who require step-free access to use alternative stations wherever possible, and we have taxis on standby to assist with necessary journeys via Tamworth. Basically, I looked into this, and they've got to, like... If you need wheelchair access uh, and the lifts are unavailable, you got to get a cab like 25 minutes away to one of the other railway stations to get on board the train. Oh, it's I horrible. thought they were going to pay for your cab to wherever you're going. I was like, that's going to be one pricey cab. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'm not sure. They've got a number here for, uh, you know, if you do need those needs to book, but I, I think you have to pay. I'm pretty yeah. sure anyway. So crazy stuff. Four months to fix the lifts. they got three lifts there. Surely they could make them work by one by one. I know. that Surely. whole that, that part of the statement where he said, you know, it'll last for longer, I'm like, really sounds mm. like it's more about the people doing it than the customers, which is like the opposite yeah. of customer service. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we should, I mean, if we were in Tamworth, Staffordshire, we'd be lobbying hard for this. Maybe we could get a change.org you know? and get all of this Tamworth <laughs> on board. Yeah, that's true. They'll be like, why are all these people <laughs> yeah. in Australia so passionate about this? Because as Tamworthians, we stick together. That's it, exactly right. That's it. That's part of the sister city arrangement. Stand up for one another. You know, I'd like to think that if this kind of business was going on at our Tamworth train station, Staffordshire would rise up as well. I think they and would. And fight the fight. So, Absolutely. 
Uh, lovely. That is what's going on in Tamworth, Staffordshire, with letters from Tamworth. 16 past seven in a moment. What famous people did you share the classroom with? We'll have a look at that right after this from Michael Jackson.